Wilfred Halterton, Postmaster General in Mrs. Bolger's second administration, that of 1960, sat before the wireless electric heater in the study of his new flat at the top of the new Clarence block, overlooking Hyde Park from the north. He was waiting for a visitor. He was waiting for Macaulay, the younger Macaulay, James, not his elder brother Andrew, the Attorney General. The appointment had been made for five o'clock on that Tuesday afternoon to give plenty of time for the minister to come up after questions from the House of Commons to this flat north of the park. There was nothing on but that eternal dull recurrent business of the succession, and he could be free in the later afternoon. He was a tall, patient-looking man in his fifty-fifth year, with a rather troubled face, long grey lax moustaches that drooped, and somewhat anxious about the mouth and eyes. He was looking rather more anxious than usual as he sat there. He half dreaded the interview which faced him, but it had to be gone through, and it was worthwhile doing. It was, of course, but one issue in the greater public affairs which a postmaster general controls. It was about a contract, and his own connection therewith was satisfactory enough. Yet nervous he was, James Macaulay, Jay, as they called him in the city, was of a sort which Wilfred Halterton had come to know well enough during his now long acquaintance with public life, yet his uneasiness in the presence of which he could never quite master. The decisive men, the men who knew beforehand what they were going to say, who have all their forces marshalled and their reserves well in hand. Yes, he was nervous, though he had grown intimate with James Macaulay during the last few months, since the Socialist Party had come in due rotation to its regular term of office again under Mrs. Bolger, who had led it so long. The Anarchist Party were of course again in opposition, having for their most forcible personality, though not their leader, Lady Caroline Balcombe, the wife of Posh Balcombe, the banker, the big noise in the Anglo-American. James Macaulay, J., having a brother as Attorney General in Mrs. Bolger's government, was a familiar with both front benches, and a man of consequence, a financier, who was the prime mover in a number of great commercial interests. Nothing but good should come of close friendship with such a man, and Wilfred Halterton had no reason to worry about the coming interview, so far as its fixed results for himself were concerned. He had already arranged them with Jay, and there was nothing left to do but read over and sign the letter they had agreed upon. Television, which had for long been an expectation, then an experiment, then a toy, had approached more and more during the past ten years to a commercial proposition. Television was already working at short ranges. It seemed just at the stage of being practicable over very long distances and having high commercial value. Just before the anarchists had gone out, some six months before the election designed to that effect, things were already ripe for the chartering of a television monopoly, and there had been talk of setting one up, but it was thought better to leave things over to the coming socialist administration, which would have a clear run before it, and plenty of time to organize the new public service. Of course, the television service, when it should be in working order, would have to be under the control of the government. It would equally, of course, have to be worked in connection with the post office. 
With the post office, the decision would lie as to which of the two chief competing companies should be granted the monopoly. Neither group had the least objection to public control. It was recognized as a necessity, and what counts much more with public men, a duty. Each group, therefore, had negotiated with the permanent officials of the post office, pending the final decision of its political chief, on the basis of an arrangement with the authorities, whereby whichever company worked the new system of television as a monopoly should be granted a subsidy, the right to enforce rates fixed by themselves, to let out private machines at their own price, and to make whatever charges they thought fit for installation, with a guarantee from the Treasury against loss.